Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and Y, yielding to Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our content, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and hit that follow button if you're listening on any of our podcasting platforms. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back and let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 38 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before I get deep into this episode, I do have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for allowing me to get on this platform another day. I thank you for finally letting me catch up and feel like I am not consistently trying to get back on track. I know that you've allowed that. I thank you for the word that is going to come forth today. And I thank you for this Thanksgiving season that we're entering into. I thank you for the opportunity to reflect and be able to show you why and how we're so thankful for everything that you've done for us throughout this year, throughout the years of our lives. I pray that through this episode, people who have the ungrateful spirit inside them, that that's released and they're able to be healed through this episode and they take the tips and advice that you've provided to me and apply it to their everyday life so they can live this life out showing gratitude to you, showing thanks to you. And Lord, I just thank you for the favor and the grace that you have bestowed upon all of us. It is in your name that we do everything that we do. And I pray that through this episode that there is more of you and less of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so now that we welcome our co-hosts in, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of the episode. So if you would like to submit any high and low submissions to the podcast, you can always do so by submitting to us on our Instagram DM, Facebook Messenger, email address, or in the comment section down below on YouTube. And if you do so, you have the opportunity to be featured on the podcast. And also, if you do want to be left private and you want us to pray for you in private, just let us know and we'll be sure to just pray for you in private. But I did get one viewer submission this week, so I'm so excited to read that. So let's go ahead and get into it. So this week's hot is from Andriana Bush. If you are a loyal listener, then you know that this is my aunt. This is my dad's sister, and I really appreciate her for supporting me. And she did leave a high and low this week in the YouTube comment. So let me read that. It says, my lows this week were not staying focused on my passion. I'm praying for focus and passion for my purpose and God's plan. My highs were first. I'm thankful for both my lows and highs, but I'm extremely grateful that I get to celebrate with my husband of 24 years, his 56th birthday. Another high was I had the ability to go to the beach and be quiet and rest in God's stillness. It was an awesome experience just watching nature and seeing the scripture live out before me. I truly felt God's presence. My affirmation for this week is, I allow myself space, grace, and time to heal. I just love your highs, and I love how you focused in on your low, that you were grateful for your low, because you know that with that low, you're going to be able to advance. You're going to be able to grow from experiencing that low. So I love the perspective that you have on that. And also, one of your highs, oh my gosh, I absolutely love the beach. And one of the main reasons I love the beach is it is so calm. You have no choice but to be still while you're on the beach. If you've ever been to the beach, especially the beaches down here on the Gulf Coast, there is always like a boardwalk or an entrance way to the beach between where you park 
in like where you go to the beach. So you're separated. And so one of my favorite beaches, when you look behind you, you don't even see your cars. You just see like some sand dunes up above. So if you look back, all you see is land. And if you look forward, all you see is ocean. You're really just like off alone and it just feels so still to me. Of course, you have the beaches that have hotels in the background, but <laughs> y'all know what I mean. You just feel stillness. And I absolutely love that about the beach. And like once you're there, there's not like a restaurant here or a gas station there. It's just the sand and the beach. And I just love it. I love taking a cooler full of snacks, drinks, a good book, a good podcast. And I just like laying out. Oh, and also some sunscreen. You need sunscreen (laughs) so you don't get burnt because I get burnt easily. But just laying down and just hearing the waves or hearing the children playing. I just love the beach. And I guess that's just from me being like raised on the Gulf Coast, even though I didn't go to the beach a lot growing up. But in my adult life, I do try to frequent the beach. I actually did not go to the beach this year, which is very sad. I'm disappointed in myself, but I am going to make it my mission to go to the beach next year when it gets hot. And actually, y'all, I'm going to the beach next year because I'm going to Jamaica for my 30th. So I'm going to be on a very tropical island. I can't wait, but y'all will definitely be able to experience that journey with me. We're excited, right? We're excited. But yes, I absolutely love the beach. I definitely feel God's presence so much more on the beach as well. I would love to do a Bible study on the beach. I need to make that like one of my goals in life to do a Bible study on the beach. Can you imagine like Bible studying and hearing the waves? Oh my gosh. And then like, do y'all remember if y'all are a loyal viewer, me and my friends, we went on a like friend trip to Destin and we were staying in this really nice hotel and we went to the beach one day and y'all, we saw four weddings that day, four weddings and let me tell y'all something we were like is this like a sign from God that like all of us are gonna get married we're gonna have three weddings because it was just three of us and let me tell y'all two of them are in a relationship so maybe I'm next I'm speaking it maybe I'm next (laughs) anyway I am definitely digressing from your high thank you so much for sharing it to the podcast So remember, y'all, if y'all do want to send me any high and low submissions for your week, you can always do so by DMing us on our Instagram, Facebook, down below in the YouTube comments. And then if you want to remain anonymous over on our email address at obediencepodcast at gmail.com, I'll make sure all of that is in the show notes for you below. But that is all the viewer submissions that I got for this week. So let's go ahead and jump into my personal high and lows for this week. So I am filming this episode October 30th, Sunday, October 30th. So that means I am on schedule. I am filming my episode Sunday like I always planned on doing. I'm going to be able to edit tomorrow and then it's going to be able to go up Tuesday on time. On time on both audio and video platforms. I am so grateful and thankful that I am on time finally Again, it is such an accomplishment. If y'all have been tuning in these past few podcast episodes, I've been talking about like how I feel like I am consistently running to catch up. And I finally feel like I'm at a good place where I've caught up. Finally. So I definitely thank God for that. And also, I set a goal last month and I talked about this in the last podcast episode, but now since we are officially done with October, I can say that I accomplished my goal. So if you did not tune into last week's episode, my goal for the month of October was to put out three videos a week. And so my schedule is Tuesday podcast, Thursday go live, and then Sundays put out a vlog. And so I just wanted to make sure I got all of those out because like this whole time I've been slacking on vlogs and so I finally got back into vlogs. So I wanted to be consistent with that. And, you know, God told me to start Seek Bible Study and y'all know the podcast is ministry. okay? and so that was my silent goal for the month of October that I gave myself. And it was like the entire month the enemy was working against me on getting all those episodes out. But I did it, y'all. By the grace of God, 
His grace and mercy, I did it. I got every single video out. I did all four of my lives for the month of October. I released an episode every single week of the podcast. I did not skip one episode in October. I'm so happy for that because I've been skipping. I, I skipped last month and I think I skipped like two or three the month before because I got sick. So I was like definitely on a mission. Like I want to be consistent. Like I don't want to be that person for my listeners. And so it was a really big deal for me to do this. I have not set my goal for November yet. But since I accomplished the goal in October, I know that I can do it in November. But I am going to skip a a week in November because I'm going to be off. I'm going to give myself some time off in November. I am looking forward to it because I want to spend that time in November not only catching up but getting ahead. So that I cannot wait for. Maybe that'll be my goal. I'll be able to share with y'all if I reached my goal in December. I like to have these things called silent goals where I set a goal for myself. I don't let many people know. And I just, you know, go through the process and and try to reach it. And then once I've reached it, I'll tell people, hey, look what I did. You know, it's kind of like I hate to be a failure. I do not like failing, y'all. And so if I tell somebody, hey, this is the goal and I fail, I'm just like, it puts so much more pressure on me. Whereas if I just myself fail, I'm already going to be disappointed, but I'm not going to be like triple disappointed because I let somebody know. <laughs> y'all let me know if y'all are like that too. I I need to pray the other way because, you know, sometimes you do need to support people, but I just like, if I fail, I don't want anybody to know at all. But yeah, I thank y'all so much for tuning in the entire month of October. I can definitely see the benefits of posting as much as I did in the month of October through my analytics on my YouTube channel. You guys, keep watching. Keep streaming. I am so close to monetization. I can taste it. I can smell it. Well, I can't smell it because I can't smell right now, but I can taste it. I feel like I can just reach out and touch it. I'm so close. And then also, I got so many subscribers this month. And so I think that's why the enemy was so upset because he knew what this month was going to bring. But I made it happen with the help of God. So I'm so excited about that. And then also another high that I have for this week is yesterday in my area, we had a really bad tornado warning, like really bad weather. I think like a tornado actually touched down in an area. Thank God it did not affect any of my family members or any of the people that I know. I was definitely praying for everybody. I think I was able to get the experience documented on a vlog. So if y'all follow my YouTube, y'all be able to see that experience. But I can say, y'all, this just speaks of God's peace because I was not afraid at all. I was not afraid during it at all. I just knew that God had us. I said a quick little prayer and all my anxiety, you know, all of that stuff, it went away. So thank God for protecting all of us. And then with that, since I talked about anxiety, that actually leads me into my low moment for this week, which is kind of like a high and low moment, both combined. So... I have officially started the journey of no anxiety medicine at all. If you guys don't know, I do take anxiety medicine. I've been taking it since 2020, so it's been two years now that I've been taking it. Two years going on three if I would have kept taking it. And so a couple months back, I wanted to get off of the medication, and my doctor told me that she needed to wean me off. And so what she did was she lowered my dose to like the lowest dose, just so it can like wean my body off of it. And so she gave me a three-month supply of the lower dosage. And so I've made it through my three months. And I took my last anxiety pill Friday. So October 28th, I took my last anxiety pill. And so that's like the high part of the situation. But the low part is I have withdrawal symptoms which is what made me like want to start like not take it anymore because I would realize like if I mistakenly missed a pill, I would feel funny. I would feel like very dizzy. I would feel like nerves, like nerve, my nerves were tingling and stuff like that. And when I talked to my doctor about it, she told me that that was a withdrawal symptom and why she had to wean me off. And so that scared me because I'm like, I don't want not to be addicted, but I don't, I don't want, like, if I skip something 
to have like a withdrawal symptom. Like if I skip one of my asthma medications, I know that I'm going to be coughing and stuff, which is natural. But I just, something about that just made me uneasy. Which my therapist, she was just like, you shouldn't be worried about that. That's just what happens. It happens with any medication. It doesn't mean you're addicted. I know it doesn't mean that I'm addicted, but it gives me the sense of I'm addicted to something. But anyway, I feel like God has been leading me to get off the anxiety medicine anyway. And I talk about it in a vlog. I'll link it down below in the show notes. Y'all go check that out. And I'll go into detail about the journey of how I felt God was leading me to get off the anxiety medicine. But I'm telling y'all this story because I want prayers because I am going to experience some of those withdrawal symptoms during this time of not taking it. It may take three months of withdrawal symptoms or it may take a couple weeks of withdrawal symptoms. But I know with the power of prayer, anything can happen and I can have withdrawal symptoms for one day and then going forward, I'm never going to have them again. Now I say I'm going to have them for one day because I've been having them today. <laughs> so I can't say that I'm not going to have them, but I've been having them today. So I just need y'all's prayers to help me get through this and help me like if I have the withdrawal symptoms, just fight through it so I can get to the point of not having to take them anymore. Now, while I say that, I do want to point out to you guys, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking anxiety medicine. I am an advocate for any mental health medicines that a person may need. I am not that person that's going to say, don't take it. I don't feel like when you take anxiety medicine or any kind of mental health medicine, that it means that you don't trust in God. I don't think that's true at all. I understand science. God created science. And sometimes in our bodies, we just have chemical imbalances. Sometimes it's just things in life that may take you through a depression moment. But there are medical conditions where you have imbalances in the brain and you need medication. Just like if you have diabetes, diabetes, some people are born with diabetes and they have to take insulin. I feel like it's the same thing. It's like something's wrong with your chemical balance in your brain and your medicine is going to help it. So I don't think a preacher out there would tell a parent who has a child with the diabetes that you're born with not to give their child the medicine that they need. It just goes back to that's not what God intended for us, but we live in a fallen world. So sometimes things happen, but God gives us ways out. So God gave someone these smarts to come up with different types of medications to help people through things that happen in this world but yeah I just want some prayers in that area it will be truly truly appreciated and I'll definitely keep y'all updated on my journey of getting off the anxiety medication and with that that is all the high and lows that I have for this week so let's go ahead and jump into the biblical portion of this episode so as you all know, we are in the month of November, and this is the first podcast episode for November. And so as we all know, the month of November has the theme of being thankful. We have Thanksgiving at the end of the month, and all you see throughout the entire country, if you stay in the United States, is things about showing thanks, giving thanks, being thankful, you know, all of that. I know that there are some people that do not celebrate Thanksgiving because of the history behind Thanksgiving. If y'all don't know, Thanksgiving really started the genocide of the Native Americans, which is why some people do not celebrate it. But growing up, Thanksgiving was always a time to celebrate family and also show thanks to God. I know a huge family tradition for my family's Thanksgiving is before we eat everybody who's in that house they have to say out loud something that they're thankful for that God has done for them throughout the year and so that was kind of you know my grandma's way of showing us you know what Thanksgiving is really about and putting God first in every situation so me myself I do celebrate Thanksgiving but with the intentions of being thankful to God and showing him my thanks and appreciating my family another year. Christmas is my favorite holiday, but as I am getting older, Thanksgiving is like more and more of my favorite holiday. And I think it's because we've been hosting it the past couple of years and I love to host. I love to put together a presentation and I am so excited for this year, being able to spend time with my family, being able to cook in the kitchen, the anticipation leading up, the time that you spend with your family in the kitchen cooking and the day of Thanksgiving. It's 
it's all very special. But because Thanksgiving is a time where many, many people show gratitude to many people and also God, we see this famous saying a lot during the Thanksgiving season. And that's the saying, if you're watching on YouTube, you see it in my background below, thankful, grateful, blessed. Now, I know y'all seen that decor somewhere around in your life. If you haven't seen it in person, you've seen it online. I know you have. It's a very famous saying. And I actually love it. You know, I, I have decor in my house that has thankful, grateful, blessed. And not just that, I have something that's up year round. Because I don't think thankfulness should just be a once a year thing. It should be year round. But I am appreciative of this time where we can really hone in and focus on it. So what I wanted to do in the month of November is focus on this famous saying. Talk about the three words in this famous saying. Thankful, grateful, blessed. I really want to dig into that and talk about the areas to make sure you're really living up to what this saying says. You're not just putting it up as decoration and not actually living thankful, grateful, blessed out. You know, it can be really easy to do that, but we're not going to do that, right? This month, we're going to go through those to make sure that we aren't doing it. And so in today's episode, I want to focus on the grateful portion of that saying. And another word for grateful happens to be gratitude. And the definition of gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. I absolutely love this definition of gratitude because of that one word, quality. And I also love the second part of the definition where it says readiness to. If you're showing gratitude, it shouldn't be, I guess I'll do it. That's not true gratitude. That's like, okay, I'm going to do it because I have to. Gratitude is, I'm going to do it because I get to, and I'm very thankful for what you did. But the question of this episode is, sis, are you ungrateful? Now, the reason I titled it that is because I wanted to talk about five different things that you can focus on or think about to help you not be ungrateful or also for you to sit and ponder on and say, have I been living that out of my life? Oh, Lord, I have. Let me repent and pray and ask for forgiveness. And then I'm going to take the tips that Shay provided and I'm going to apply it to my life and I'm going to live it out so I can show you that I'm grateful. And so that's what we're going to do in this episode. And I also, of course, am going to pair it with biblical background. So I have a perfect story that shows ungratefulness in the Bible. And it's not the Israelites. I did want to go to them because it's, it's so much that you can find with them of them being ungrateful. But I wanted to find something in the New Testament. I'm trying to get out of the Old Testament. You know, it has me in a chokehold, so I'm trying to get out of it. So I did find a story in the New Testament that gives us a perfect example of ungratefulness. And so after I break down that story, we're going to get into those five different things that I want to talk about for you to think about and make sure you're not showing that ungrateful attitude in your life. And of course, I'm going to provide tips and scriptures with those as well. So if you want to make sure that you're not being ungrateful, or if you know that you're being ungrateful, like as soon as you saw the title of this episode, The Conviction Into Your Heart, this is the perfect episode for you because we're going to get down into it. We're going to be released from being ungrateful and we're going to show gratefulness through the month of November, through December, and then the rest of our lives, okay? So let's go ahead and jump into the biblical background. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. In this section of scripture, it's titled, 10 Men Healed. During this time in the scripture, what's going on is Jesus is traveling to Jerusalem. And at this point, he happens to be in Samaria and Galilee. And so as he's going through the towns, he enters a village and he sees 10 men, 10 men with leprosy. And so when the 10 men saw Jesus, they raised their voice and they said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. So when they saw Jesus, they've been dealing with this leprosy. 
who knows how long they've been dealing with it, but we know they've been dealing with it. It's 10 of them. And they see Jesus. They heard about him. They've heard about the miracles that he's performed. They've heard about the healing that he's performed. They know him. He has a reputation. And so when they see him, they know I can be healed. And so they call out to him to have mercy on them. And so when Jesus saw them, he said, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they headed to the priest, they were cleansed so what pointed out to me is the faith these 10 men had so we see that Jesus told them to go and show themselves to the priest so if you're wondering they were told to show themselves to the priest because during this time if someone had a skin disease they had to leave the area where everybody else lived because they were considered unclean they could not be around everybody else until they were cleaned again And so God made sure there was an area for people who were unclean to stay. And so these men were staying in this area. So the 10 men probably didn't know each other. They knew each other, but these 10 men, they probably weren't family. They were apart from their families, their wives, their children. They were living as a refuge. And if you are wondering, this law is found in Leviticus chapter 14, verses 1 through 8, that talks in detail about the laws that were required for people who had skin diseases. And so in order to be accepted into the clean portion of the town, a priest had to examine that person to make sure they were 100% clean. And then the priest would purify that person and welcome them back into the town. And so when Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest, he was telling them to put their faith in action. And so the faith that I saw in verse 14 really pointed out to me about these 10 men, because it says, and while they were going, that means that they all got up. None of them doubted. It's one thing to call out to God and say, God, heal me. But when he tells you to do something, you just sit and you just remain and never do what he said do but these men they called out to God and when he gave them something to do they moved so they did have faith we see that when it says while they were going so as they were going they were cleansed so it's just like as they were walking their leprosy is being cleared okay they go to the priest of course the priests see that they are all clear of whatever skin disease that they had and they welcome them back into the clean portion of town. In between verse 14 and 15, it doesn't specifically say the priests approved the men. We just know that this happened because going back to the Old Testament and how the laws worked. And so because the priests told the men that they can go to the clean part of town, from there, they could just immediately go back to the clean part of town. But in verse 15, we actually see where one of the men He remembered what Jesus did for him. So it says, but one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned. So this one man, he realized what Jesus had did for him. He said, oh, I have to show gratitude to this man who healed me. So the other nine men, when they got healed and were approved by the priests, they just kept on trucking and went to see their family. But this one man, he realized what Jesus had did for him. And he said, I have to go back and I have to show this man thanks. And so he went back. When he saw he was healed, he went back and with a loud voice gave glory to God. Not this small, tiny voice with a loud voice that shows you how appreciative he was. Have you ever gotten a gift from somebody and you're like super excited about that gift and so you're just loud you're like yes this is what I wanted you know you're going crazy because you're excited this is how this man was he gave glory to God in a loud voice in verse 16 tells us his posture he fell face down at his feet thanking him so after Jesus sees this man like this man is face down at his feet praising him for healing him and so Jesus is like Were not 10 of you cleansed? Where are the other nine? Why are you the only one who came back? Didn't any return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And this right here is why I said it was like such a good example of showing ungratefulness in the Bible. Because like I said, all 10 of the men had 
faith. They did. Because if they didn't, they would have never asked Jesus to have mercy on us. And when he said, go show yourselves to the priest, they would have never gotten up. if They didn't really have faith in him. So they had faith in him. But when their prayers were answered, when they were healed, they didn't think to go back and show thanks to the person who did what needed to be done for them. And a lot of the times, we as human beings, we are like the nine men who didn't return. We'll ask God for something. We'll be praying hard, hard, hard about it. And when we get it, we don't even think to thank him. If we do, it's it's very half done. It's not like, glory to God, thank you so much. You know, not saying that you have to be so extra, but I'm talking about the heart posture. We don't need to be like the other nine people. We need to be like the one Samaritan, the one man who realized how great what happened to him was. He knew it was so good that he had to go back and thank God and show him glory, fall at his feet. Now, I don't know about you, but I definitely have been in a situation where I'm just like, Lord, please get me through this. Like, I feel so sick. As you says that as an example. I feel so sick. If you just get me through this, Lord, I, I will never stop thanking you. And, you know, after a couple months, you start to forget. Or you don't even think about that situation as much. So before I go through these five things, I really want you to reflect on the story of the 10 men healed through this entire month of November. And like I said, the rest of your life and make sure you aren't being like the nine men. We want to be like the one man who came back and showed glory to God regarding his answer prayer. So now that we've talked about the biblical example, I want to get into five things for you to really reflect upon that you can use if you are being ungrateful to turn that ungrateful spirit around, or if you're not sure if you're ungrateful or not, the examples can help you determine if you are. So we're going to get into those now. So the first thing on my list is you are not entitled. Now, what I mean by that is God does not have to provide for you. God provides for us because of his grace. And he protects us because of his mercy. He's already provided us with the best thing ever. Anything extra is grace and mercy. And that best thing ever is Jesus. Because Jesus provided us with the ultimate sacrifice of dying on the cross and giving us eternal life and not being stuck in the laws. Because we're going to fail. God knew that. So he sent us somebody to save us. And all we have to do to be saved is accept Jesus and believe in him. That's it. That's the best gift ever. He's provided it for us already. So anything else we get out the debt is just grace. And any protection that we get out of that is just mercy. Because he does not have to do it. He's already provided the number one thing that we need. And so with that, I want you to realize that you are not entitled. So when you're provided something that you prayed on or something that you didn't pray on, but it's a great thing that you got, just remember he didn't have to do that. Just thinking about the fact that he did not have to do a number of things that he's done for you should make you super gracious just based on that fact. As y'all listening right now, I want y'all to imagine that thing that you prayed for and you got or that thing that you didn't even pray for. He just blessed you with. I want you to think about it. And then I want you to realize that he did not have to do that. With me, if I think about that, I'm like, Lord, thank you. Thank you for being so loving. Thank you for being so kind. Thank you for being so gracious because you did not have to. You've already provided me the best gift, but you keep on giving. He is truly the gift that keeps on giving. So just thinking about that just makes me want to thank him over and over and over and over and over and over again. 
You know, the song, like, if I had 10,000 tongues, I still couldn't thank you enough just thinking about that. Like, wow, God, everything that I have right now in my life is all extra because you've already provided me everything I need. So the house that I live in is extra. He didn't have to give me this, but he chose to give me this. The family that you have, the loving family, he didn't have to give it to you. He chose to give you that family. Just think about that. Think about all the good things in your life and how God chose to give that to you because he didn't have to. And if you're wondering, like when I say grace, if you're wondering, I did want to define that. Grace is the undeserved, unmerited, unearned favor of God. So we don't deserve it. We cannot even earn it. And it's not merited. And I want y'all to write down Ephesians 2 and 8 if you're able to and think about it, reflect on it through this entire month. It says, for you are saved by grace. We are saved because he wanted to save us. We didn't earn that saving. We didn't deserve that saving. He said, I'm going to save you by my grace. And oh, God, this is so good. I'm going to save you by my grace. Because y'all don't deserve it. Y'all can't earn it. Y'all will never be able to earn it. But I love y'all so much that I'm going to save you by my grace. And so all you have to do is through faith in Jesus and you'll be saved. Come on. Doesn't that make you grateful? God's grace. Shoot, that's enough. I can end the episode. Good night. I got some more things on my list, but literally that could be the end of the episode because with that, I don't even know why you're ungrateful. Okay. And so let's get into the next one. Cause the next one is one that I actually have a personal experience of. Okay. And I, I feel like a lot of us have gone through this. Okay. So when I say this, know that I am not condemning you. Okay. It's God's love and conviction hitting you. Okay. The heartstrings, that's God. That's not, that's not me condemning you. Okay. But don't be ungrateful on how God answers your prayer. Listen, if you don't know, I do a live virtual Bible study every single Thursday. And recently, we've been reading through Matthew. And last week, we read about Jesus healing and the miracles that he performed. He's a paralyzed man with his friends. And so the revelation that I have from that is... Initially, when his friends brought him to Jesus, he said, you are forgiven. He didn't initially say you are healed. He told them that he was forgiven. Now, that's that's a big deal, okay? Because at this time, Jesus hadn't died yet. So it wasn't that simple. It, it wasn't as simple as us to be like, Lord, I ask for forgiveness. Amen. It wasn't as simple. For them, they had to go through a lot to be forgiven. But what Jesus did is he looked at that man and he said, you are forgiven. Now, let's say that he stopped there. He didn't physically heal that man. Being spiritually healed was really all the man needed. Because what we're walking in right now, what I'm talking through, it's going to pass away. We're all going to die. But guess what? Our spirit is going to go be with our God. And so if I can just be healed spiritually, oh, baby, that's more than enough for me. I don't know about you, but that's more than enough for me. Because if I have a choice to be up there with my father, I'll go through agony day after day after day for eternal life in hell. Oh, I want to be up there with my father. Think about it. There's good things here on the earth. There's good things. There's a lot of bad things, but there are good things here on the earth. But just think about it. In heaven. None of the bad things that we experience here on earth are going to happen in heaven. So that's more than enough for me. But a lot of the times people don't look at being saved as a healing. But it is. If Jesus had just stopped at telling that man he was forgiven of his sins, that should have been more than enough. But a lot of people would have looked at that and just been like, that's not what I pray for, though. Mm -mm. 
I needed you to answer the prayer like this, but instead you answered it like that. Now, the example that I have, it deals with the renovation that my house is going through right now. This renovation has been a process. If you are a loyal listener, then you know I've been talking about it for a while. But my mama said that she's prayed specifically, God, help me get this house renovated as cheap as possible and send me the best people that you have for the job. So when my mama saying that prayer, as the house renovations are happening, she can't complain about how God is answering that prayer. For example, we have someone painting the house, okay? So you have this one company that would have charged you a ton, an arm and a leg. I'm just saying arm and a leg, okay? But then you have someone else who is able to do it for just $300. But, but they can't come this day, but they can come this day. They can't come like consecutive days. They have to just come as they can, but they're going to do it for you. But it's going to be $300, like right within the budget that you need it to be. So do you complain the entire time as we have unpainted walls? Do we complain and be like, why is this wall not painted? When God sent us somebody that's within the price range that we needed them to be in and didn't cause us an arm and leg. So why are we complaining about how God answered the prayer? He sent us somebody that was able to go down on the price, but we have to work with the guy. But that's 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 the answer prayer. He sent us that guy. So what does it look like if if we complain about it? And that's the first thing I thought about when I wrote this down. I was just like, you know what? The house situation. Because sometimes God will answer the prayer and it's kind of like, well, God, why did you answer it that way? Nope. God, I'm going to be grateful that you answered it, one, because you could have just kept me waiting, but you answered it. So I'm going to be thankful and grateful that you answered it. Lord, I am grateful that you answered that prayer for me. And I just ask for the patience as I go through this journey. That should be your posture. And not, Lord, why did you answer that prayer like that? Like, I don't have time for this. This is, this is too much. That's being ungrateful. So just think about anything that you've prayed for in life and you got the, the answer to it, but you didn't really like it. That's being ungrateful. So I, I, I want you to take heed to that and pray. And that's for forgiveness and repent. And just think about how God answered that prayer for you. One thing I can think about, and it's not an answer prayer because, you know, child, I'm still single, but I'm, I'm learning how to let go of my earthly expectations of a husband. Because if I let my earthly expectations of a husband cloud my judgment, I'm not going to appreciate the blessing of a man that God lays in front of me. I'm already going through that process of letting go of my earthly expectations. Now, don't get me wrong now. I still have godly expectations. But I'm letting God guide me in this dating world. So I already know that, you know, whoever God has for me, he's going to make sure I'm attracted to them because God knows me, you know. He knows his child. He wants his child happy. And I did. I'm sorry, y'all. I know, I know I said I wasn't going to bring up the Israelites. But I thought of a perfect example for this. <laughs> because, you know, I was trying to pair each one with the scripture. And I was like, ah, I just, I'm not seeing a perfect scripture, but I have a perfect set of scriptures. And it was the Israelites in Exodus chapter 16. So this is right after God has delivered them from being captured by Pharaoh. And we know that they have been praying many, many, many years to be freed from slavery. So God has answered this prayer. But when he answers the prayer, he releases them from Egypt, which was very like flourishing, a very flourishing town where they had food, they had houses and stuff, but they were slaves. But he takes all of that away from them and he puts them in the wilderness. The wilderness has nothing. It's the wilderness, okay? So they don't have food out there. They don't have houses. They don't have any of that stuff. Now, God did make sure they were straight because he set it up for them to get like jewelry and stuff from the Egyptian people. Okay. So it's not like they don't have money. It's just like they're in the wilderness right now. And so this is like the first 
instance that we see them being ungrateful. This is a reoccurring thing with the Israelites. So, this, But this is the first thing that we see. And so this is actually the 15th day of the second month. So that they're not even a full two months in to being in the wilderness. And they start to grumble. So Exodus 16, 2, it says, in the desert, the whole community, everybody, y'all, grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There, we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. What? So you pleaded and prayed to God all of those years to be freed from slavery. God frees you from slavery. And you want to complain and grumble about the way that he answered the prayer. This, ladies and gentlemen, is ungratefulness. It is finest. You don't want to be these people. You don't want to pray to God and say, Lord, please send me a car. And then complain that you didn't get a 2023. What? But this this happens. This happens still. So if you feel those heartstrings pulling, remember, it's not me condemning you. It's God's conviction. Because like I said, we could have done the same thing with this house situation. I mean, there's been time where I've been working and I hear banging. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am trying to work. Then I catch myself real quick. Well, thank you, Lord, that we are able to get this house done. Thank you, Lord, for the improvements of this house. Thank you, Lord, that our whole house didn't fall down. Thank you, Lord, that that tree outside is still holding up. Thank you, Lord, that I'm over it. I'm in a house. I'm over a roof. Thank you, Lord, because some people aren't. So take heed to this. All right? And then let's go to the third thing. And that is you have to be grateful in the now because what's in the now is not guaranteed to be in the next. If you've ever experienced a death in the family, then you understand what I mean by this. If you've ever lost something that you prayed for, then you understand what I mean by this. Everything in this world will pass away. Earthly possessions, they come and go. And when you take time and think about that, then it helps you focus in on being grateful for what you have now. For example, right now, I'm still at home with my mom. But I, I think about, as you know, I'm preparing myself for marriage. I think about how there's so much quality time spent with my mom and my grandma right now. And if I'm not grateful that I get to spend time with them, that I get to get their wisdom, I get to get their faith, that I have them here to help me through the ministry, to encourage me, to do some things that I don't have time for. Like sometimes I don't have time to cook and my grandma, she's up there cooking before I can even open my door. Let's say that the next stage of my life, I'm going to have to move. I don't know, to Atlanta or something. I'm just throwing something out there. God didn't tell me that, y'all. But let's just say I have to move. I'm not going to have my mom there with me. I mean, I pray to God that she's able to move, but I mean, that's an ideal situation. I know she does not want to leave Alabama. So let's say that the next season of my life, when I get married and have kids, my mama's not going to be in the house with me. Then I need to be grateful for the time that I spent with her now, just in case. In the next season, I'm not with her. She's not easily accessible. Now, like I said, that's not the ideal situation, but I am open to whatever the Lord has for me. I don't want to block my blessings. But, you know, that's what I, I think about things like that. And so when I get into, like, the pit of I shouldn't still be home living with my mom at this age, I have to think about, well, I get to do this. This is, this is a blessing. You know, I'm able to save or I'm able to pay down debt because I don't have rent. I'm also able to help out around the house. I'm able to help her with my grandma. There's so many things that I can be grateful for that I get to do in this season that in the next season I may not be able to do. So I need to focus and be grateful on what I do get to do. Another example that God just gave me, thank you so much, Holy Spirit. This came from Seek Bible Study as well. In Matthew chapter 9, verses 14 through 17, 
you have the Pharisees asking like, hey, why aren't y'all fasting? And Jesus gave the perfect example of being grateful in the now because what you have in the now isn't guaranteed to be in the next. So Jesus already knew that he was going to die on the cross. So he knew he wasn't going to be with the disciples forever. So his response to the Pharisees is this. How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. Then they will fast. So Jesus is telling us right here to focus in and be grateful about what's in the now. When he said, how can the guests of a bridegroom mourn while he is with them? So Jesus was the groom. We are the bride. And so there was no need for the disciples to mourn and fast because Jesus was with them. It was a time to be happy. It was a time to be grateful. It was a time to be thankful. So they didn't need to be fasting and mourning about the Savior that was to come because the Savior was there with them. He was telling those Pharisees people, yeah, there's no need for, to be fasting and mourning right now because, hey, we need to be thankful in the now. We need to be grateful in the now. But there will be a time in the next where I won't be with them or that situation won't be with you or that person won't be with you or that thing won't be with you. Then you can fast and mourn. But for right now, we're going to be grateful. We're going to be happy. We're going to be thankful. So let's think about that story. Let's reflect on that story through this season and make sure that we're being grateful for what we have in the now and know that what we have physically or possession wise is not always guaranteed to be in the next season of your life. So be grateful for what you have. I gave an example in Seek Bible Study when we were learning about this of how my grandma she had this car she loved okay it was hard for her to give it to me to drive it was hard for her to give to anybody besides my mama to drive it was always like what you need it for uh, I don't know you know and that car is gone now that car was totaled and she's had cars since then but it's a prime example of a thing that you may have now may not be in your next season so take heed to that if you've been in that stance, pray, repent, and ask for forgiveness. And then reflect the posture of being grateful in the now and knowing that what you have now is not always guaranteed to be your next. And then let's go to the fourth thing that I have on my list. And that's simply a question. Where is your focus? An example that I have of this is social media. Oh my gosh, Lord, no. Okay, the Lord gave me a different example that was not written in my notes. This happened last night, and I was trying to still process it. I'm playing, y'all. <laughs> so you guys know that I'm single right now, and I'm okay in this single season. You know, I'm okay to to learn more about myself, grow. I'm, I'm really okay with that. I, I'm very grateful for the season that I'm in. I'm learning so much about myself, too. Y'all have no idea how grateful I am about this season in my life. But yesterday, someone from my past showed up super long ago, okay? But it reminded me that I was single and I didn't have. And if my focus stayed on what I didn't have, like if I didn't know who I was and what this season of my life is for, my worth is not in who I have or what I have. My worth is in God. Then I would have been messed up. But I know what my focus is on right now. And so that little thing, it didn't affect me. But I'm not going to lie. When I saw him, I thought, oh, shoot, Shay, you are single. But then, boom, quick, you have a successful ministry. You are learning so much about yourself. You are growing into the woman that you are meant to be. So instead of focusing on what I don't have, I focused on what I am experiencing right now. I focus on the things that I'm grateful for in this season because a lot of great things are coming out of this season. And I will not count being single as a bad thing because being single has taught me so much. And so it's really important to realize what you're focusing on because it determines if you're going to be grateful or if you're going to be ungrateful. And so what I originally had in my notes is if you focus too much on social media and the things that you don't have that other people have on social media, then you can quickly 
fall into being ungrateful about where you are in life. Whereas if you focus in on the good in your life and the benefits of where you are in the season of your life, you have no choice but to be grateful. And the scripture I have down is Philippians 4 and 8. It's actually a scripture that I've leaned on so heavily before this season of my life when I was dealing with anxiety really bad. And now when I'm trying to you know, go through the process of growing into the woman that I'm meant to be. But it tells you to focus on whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, dwell on these things. This is telling us that in order to be grateful, you have to focus on true things, honorable things, just, pure, lovely, commendable. That's what you need to focus on and not the bad things or not the negative things because I won't say that some things that people have on social media are all bad like that honestly may be a blessing that God gave them. It was for them though. It was meant for them. And you should be grateful for them, but you shouldn't be ungrateful for yourself. Okay? So if you happen to go through this, focus back in on the good things that's happening in your situation and the good things that's coming out of your situation. It'll help you be grateful about your situation. So as I've been saying, if you feel your heartstrings pulling, it's not me condemning you because I just gave y'all a personal story about what I went through last night. Honestly, it was not in my notes, okay? It's just God's loving conviction. He wants you to let go of that thing that you're focusing so negatively on and think about the positive that's coming out of it. And it's going to change your posture from being ungrateful to grateful. So, sis. Pray and ask for forgiveness, repent, and change your posture to focus on the positive things in your situation. And that leads us to the last thing I wanted to discuss, and I absolutely love this last thing. It makes me want to run around the house. It's simply, in any situation we're in, whether the situation is negative, whether the situation is positive, we always have the stance of being grateful. And you know why? You know why we always have the sense of being grateful? Because the victory has already been won. Come on, don't y'all want to run around your house? Or wherever you're listening to this, don't that make you want to run? God has already won the victory. Anything the enemy throws at you, God has already won it. God has already won it, y'all. He's already won it. So, hey. I may be in a really bad situation right now, but I am grateful because my God sent a savior down here to save me. So even if I die in this situation, I am saved eternally. That is more than enough. Even if I lose this person out of my life, I am still grateful because God has saved me. I have eternal life. I am forgiven of my sins. If we think about that, if we think about the final verdict and think about how we are in a fixed fight, you can't help but be grateful for everything that God has done for you. Hebrews 12 and 28 is actually the scripture that led me to, oh my gosh, and almost made me run around the room because it says, therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Cannot be shaken. He's won it already. And then it goes on to say, and thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. That's gratitude. Let us offer to God acceptable worship. Remember, going back to the definition of gratitude, it says the quality of being thankful, the readiness to show appreciation for. Thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship. That's acceptable worship. Gratitude. God set it up for us a long time ago to be saved. That no matter what we go through in life, no matter what the enemy throws at us, no matter what somebody does to us, no matter what gets taken away from us, no matter what situation we're in, no matter what we have and or don't have, we are saved through Jesus Christ. And we're also able to have a personal connection with God through Jesus Christ. And that's 
the direct line of communication that we're able to have with him on a daily basis, listen, that's more than enough, y'all. I don't know how you can hear that and not be grateful for everything that he's done. And, you know, since I'm talking about how God set it up a long time ago for us to be saved, I think it's only right I lead into offering somebody the opportunity to become reborn a long, long time ago. God knew that we were people who would never be able to follow laws. We will always fail. He knew it. And so he wanted us to have a way to be saved, a way to have personal communication with him, a way to have a Holy Spirit with us at all times to lead and guide us and grow us. He wanted us to have that. So what he did is he came down to earth in human form in a body and a man named Jesus Christ. And that man got on the cross and sacrificed his body to save us eternally from our sins. And so the reason I say reborn is because in John chapter 3 verse 3 it says, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And so to be reborn is simply to believe in Jesus and accept him as your savior. So right now, if you've never done that or you want to do it again, rededicate your life to Christ, it's the perfect opportunity to do so. You don't have to be in church. You don't have to be at a revival. You don't have to be at a convention. You can be right there while you're watching or listening to this podcast and accept him. All you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. In Jesus' name, amen. And just that simple, just that simple, ladies and gentlemen, you are now a part of the kingdom of Christ, and I am so happy to finally have you a part of the family. Congratulations. Yay! If you did repeat that prayer after me, be sure to connect to the Bible teaching church. That's going to be very essential in your walk. Churches give you a pastor who is going to shepherd over your lives and teach you the Bible. And then also churches provide you with a fellowship as well. Second, I would recommend purchasing our Reborn workbook. That link is down below in the show notes. And that workbook is going to be so essential in this journey. It teaches you great tips, great Bible study resources and encouragement. So definitely check that out. I switched things up a little bit. Normally I go right into my benediction, but I felt like we were in the posture of talking about Christ. So I wanted to offer Christ to somebody. But right now I do want to pray over us through this season of Thanksgiving that we're able to hone in on not being ungrateful and be ungrateful in this season, the next season, the next one after that. So I want to pray for all of us. So let's take a moment and pray over that posture. Lord God, I thank you so much. I thank you for everything that you have ever done for me or any of my listeners. Because we know through this episode that none of that, you didn't have to do any of it. After you saved us eternally, you didn't have to do anything else for us, but you did. And that just shows you, that just shows us how much you love us, how much you care for us. And we thank you for that love. We thank you for caring for us. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank that we thank you that you are forgiving us of ever being ungrateful. And you never held that against us. And we thank you so much for that, Lord. We pray that through this month of November that we're able to show you and show everybody around us how grateful we are for you, for them. It is such an honor to be on this world living. 
And people should just be grateful for that. And we're grateful that you have us here and you woke us up another day and you have us listening to another episode of this podcast, Lord. We pray that as we go through this month, if we reflect ungratefulness in any way, that you pierce our hearts with conviction and you show us how to turn our posture to gratefulness. We pray, Lord, that we're able to focus on the good things through this season. And we thank you, Lord, that you're giving us the opportunity to be able to do this. Again, Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, that is all that I have for you all today. I want to thank you so much for joining me another week. I thank you so much. I am so grateful for you all. That's not a pun at all. But before I get out of here, I do have two questions for you. What was your key takeaway from today's episode? And also, did you learn something new? If you're watching on YouTube, please comment down below in the comment section. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can answer on the app. And if you happen to be listening anywhere else, you can always email me at obediencepodcast at gmail.com. I love hearing from y'all. Y'all know my goal for this podcast to be like a small group community. So I love talking to y'all. So do not hesitate to reach out to me. And also, I want to give a very special shout out to everybody that's watching the YouTube premiere right now. I see you. We see each other. I love y'all so much. I love chatting with y'all in the chat. And it means so much to me that you are showing up. Now, if you do want to join the YouTube premiere, those do go up on my YouTube channel. The link is down below in the show notes. And I premiere the video version of this podcast every single Tuesday at 7 p.m. over on YouTube if you ever want to join the chat. And then regardless of where you are listening or watching, I appreciate you no matter what every single view every single listener honestly goes a long way in helping the ministry grow speaking of growing i do want you guys to share this episode with five of your friends definitely get this word out about being grateful during the season and forevermore so definitely share this with five of your friends and then do not forget if you do have any high and lows that you want to submit to the podcast you can always do so by dming us on our instagram facebook down below in the youtube comment section or to our email address i'll make sure all of that is in the show notes below for you and if you do so you have the opportunity to be featured on the podcast and then also down below in the show notes you should see a link my goal is to do a episode this month completely of people's highs for the year i really want to big up god and i want to dedicate an entire episode to people showing thanks to god so definitely click the link down below to submit your thankfulness for the year and I will share it on the podcast and we'll all be able to big up guys. So definitely do not hesitate to do that. All right. So that is all that I have for you all. Again, thank you so much for watching. I pray that this episode found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient and I'll chat with y'all next week. Ciao.